Hello, everybody, and welcome to A Court of Books and Booze. I am Skylar, and with me, as always, the two most wonderful women on this planet, Amanda and Jessica. Jessica and Amanda. Wow. We haven't gotten that one in a while. Yeah, I know. I'm feeling generous tonight. That's disgusting. <laughs> Moving on. That's cute. <laughs> you would. I love that for you guys. <laughs> I'm I'm good. <laughs> How's it going, guys? Good, 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 good. Busy, good. Always busy, every busy, every single time. All the time. But yeah, it's been good. Soccer's going good. We're almost done. A couple more weeks. Work is insane, as always. My husband doesn't have shingles anymore. We're good there. <laughs> Thank goodness. So yeah, things are things are looking up. That was the most <laughs> sweet reunited moment between me and Nick I've ever had with anybody in my life. <laughs> it was pretty adorable. Wow. <laughs> I've literally gone weeks without seeing you before. <laughs> I was going to say, I didn't even have a moment with him and we were gone for like five days. Mm-hmm. L- like barely any communication because... We were doing stuff. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it wasn't even that sincere. It's, it's funny. I thought I thought you were going to say it was the cutest uh, reunited moment between Nick and Sora. <laughs> because, man, Forget she that. Uh, <laughs> jumped in his arms and then laid her head right down and stayed there for a while. <laughs> Did she? I think I was out here for that. That was cute. It was pretty cute, yeah. I think it's been that long since we'd seen him before. That's been like four or five weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I think he was probably good after like two and a half, three, but we stuck that extra one in there just to be sure. Especially with the kids. Like you never Better know. Safe, and, yeah. 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 It's a weird disease, man. It, it took me weeks to really understand this. Like I had to keep <laughs> asking Jess. I was like, so, Nick can give us shingles? And she's like, no. Nick can't give us shingles, but he can give the kids chicken pox. I was like, what's the big deal with chicken pox? We all had chicken pox when we were little. Not I don't it. understand. Not everybody, though. Right. Yeah. So, like, I had it, but my brother didn't because by the time my brother came of age, there was the vaccine. Right. So, he's more susceptible to getting chicken pox from someone with shingles because he never had them. Regardless of vaccine. So Nick couldn't be around your brother. He could Correct. not be around my brother. See, this this is... <laughs> and my brother... Well, it's so confusing. You say, and my brother, <laughs> my brother just turned 23, but still couldn't be around him because my brother has never had chicken pox. Well, then there are some people that, that don't... Like, if they get chicken pox, it's not a one and done for them. Mm-hmm. They can get chicken pox anytime they are around somebody with... They can give it to them. Yep. And it can be like a big health concern. So even if you had chicken pox, but like you had a mild case of chicken pox, still more susceptible to getting chicken pox if you're around someone with shingles. But then it's also weird because it's not like, it's not like just being in the room with someone that has shingles gives you chicken pox. It's like the stuff inside the blisters is mm-hmm. what gives you chicken pox. It's weird. Well, it's, that's like that with, um, with some other things too, the, Kind of like, um, not hell. 
<laughs> we can go poison a number. Ivy. We can go a number of ways with this. <laughs> it's like poison ivy, where it's like if you're in the same space as somebody, you're not gonna get it. But if you touch them in the area that they have poison ivy, yeah, then you can get it. It's just it's weird. It's just a bizarre. And then they tell you like, especially with shingles, it's like, oh yeah, you don't even have to worry about if you want to get a vaccine. You don't even have to worry about that till you're fifty. Nick's thirty one. And here he is with shingles for four weeks. And so it's like, <laughs> and his dad has had it twice. Jeez. My grandma's had it before. My mom's been getting vaccines for it for the past, like, ten years or something like that. Because my grandma also got it early. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just weird. Stuff you don't think about and then it happens. and Then you have to think about it. Then you start <laughs> thinking about it. Let me tell you a story. So we recorded on a Saturday night. And the next Sunday, I was up cooking breakfast for everybody else cooking bacon or friday we quarter record on friday and saturday or whatever and i got popped with bacon grease and had a big old blister right here and i started freaking out are you serious <laughs> i did i had a moment i was like do i have shingles <laughs> is that even possible like jess, I gave has, ex- you- jess has explained this to me four times oh, like i, I gave it to you right. the bacon Nick. gave me shingles <laughs> so i don't um, understand how this works that's really funny so you thought for a split second that I gave you shingles, <laughs> right? By being around, here. Just, yeah, you know, being being in my presence, just existing. <laughs> and then she blew it at you because I went golfing that Sunday, and I was it's like, man, that that thing just hurts. And I was like, you know what that is? That's a bacon burn. <laughs> you, it's funny because later you're like, man, look what that bacon did to me when it popped. You never mentioned the other part, right? I'm sorry to scare you. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> Little health scare is always good for people sometimes. It's honestly Nick's fault. But it's fine. I blame him for most things. As do we all. Speaking <laughs> of uh, Poison Ivy, if we do get Craig on for one of our Halloween episodes, uh, remind me to have him tell you his <laughs> his Poison Ivy theory. Theory? Like okay, the character or the plant. The plant. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. It's a good one. I would say, character. That's that's smart because honestly, he would. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's a good question. Just so say the it plant in, it involves it. a hot shower and. <laughs> Gosh, knock on wood. I've never had poison ivy. I really don't ever want to. No, my family gets it. Everybody but my mom gets it really, really bad. And I think even she's, over the last few years when she's been yeah. in it, it's been bad. My mom always gets it really bad. I have never gotten it. Again, knock on wood. I don't want to jinx that because yeah. it seems miserable. For real. I hate being itchy. Yeah. Honestly. Even mosquito bites. Like, I welt up when I get mosquito bites yes. and they drive me nuts. I'll rip them to pieces on my arm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I probably got, like, multiple oh. scars. <laughs> so, you know, when we went to Turks and um, yeah. my legs got eaten up by the sand fleas, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and they were driving me nuts, and I was scratching my legs. It was horrible mm-hmm. the whole my last couple days and all the way on the way home. And so we got home. We got home Thursday. So I think it was Friday that I was telling Skylar, I'm like, I am so tired of scratching my legs. I was like, you know, you know when you're eating an apple, right? And you've got like 
you're holding the apple and it's just one of those times where it's like you're using a paring knife and you're kind of just slicing it off in your hand and eating the apple right sure i'm like i literally want my leg to be that apple and to just paring knife off those those big itchy bumps and and i'm like that's exactly what i want to do right now just to get rid of them and he's like he looked at me like there was something wrong with me which i know but you don't got to give me the look. <laughs> it's just like that. That was, that's. You had it. You had it so bad. I don't, yeah. I don't know what it was, but I did not get them like you did. It I had, horrible. I think I had maybe three bites total and her legs were chewed like 30. up, chewed up. And then we got to Miami for our layover and there was someone on our plane who was just like, oh yeah, we weren't even on the same Island and I got the same thing. And shows us all of her bites because she was like putting like this hydrocortisone or something cream right. on it, and she's like, "Yeah, I, it was so bad." And I don't know, it was bizarre. Yeah, it sucked. I don't know. I don't know if you would like your legs looking like that after, though. I don't think I would like to actually physically gouge the skin out of my legs, <laughs> but it wanted. I I really wanted to take an ice cream scoop to that or something sounded good at the time i'm sure because man i hate itching my skin yeah i get that (laughs) i get it call it a sensory thing but i hate it Mm -hmm. (laughs) so itching it sucks yeah it does but now we're talking about it and i just feel like itching it's like uh, people are gonna be mad it's like when you talk about lice and then your head just starts to itch i was just thinking that. that Just thinking that. Yeah. Talking about lice. <laughs> this has been medical talk 101 <laughs> with the court of books and booze. Don't take At our medical surgery. advice. <laughs> Seek recommendation from professionals, not yeah. <laughs> your bookish podcast. <laughs> That's funny. All right, guys. Well, let's jump into it. This week we uh, we read uh, The Song of Achilles by Madeline Miller. This is the... Um, her first book into uh, Greek mythology, right? Yeah, I believe so. This was published in 2011, so I would say so. Uh, page count is 416. Trigger warnings include abduction, child abuse, death, human sacrifice, human trafficking, murder, pedophilia, physical violence, rape, self-harm, slavery, torture, and war. Is that it? Uh, uh, that I got. I <laughs> Seems mean, real light for this book, uh, doesn't it? There's probably more. Hey, this is the, the Trojan War. That's uh, true. It's a thing. Yeah, that's true. Or was it? I, I don't know. I didn't read the Iliad <laughs> or the Odyssey. <laughs> so the Song of Achilles is told from the perspective of Patroclus, which is that... Patroclus. That's how I pronounced it also. Patroclus? That's how I pronounced it. But regardless, I've heard both ways. I'm probably going to end up saying that wrong again because that's never how... Like, I have never listened to it. I've always... That name I've just always read. So I've probably just been reading it wrong. Anyway. The Song of Achilles is told from the perspective of Patroclus, um, who is a young Greek prince. He grows up with a father disappointed by his mediocrity. When Patroclus is nine years old, his father takes him to Sparta, where he presents himself as a suitor for Helen. Helen chooses her husband, Menelaus. Menelaus. God damn. 
the, <laughs> it's maybe okay. I should not be the one to do this this time. Skylar's really into Greek mythology. <laughs> and wagons. I love, <laughs> I love it too, but I just it's it's like the 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 plight of the reader. You mm-hmm. know how to spell things but not how to pronounce <laughs> yeah. them. I don't know how to spell them, but I listen to the audiobooks. So I can kind of pronounce them. Uh, Helen chooses her husband, Menelaus, from the suitors, and the rest of the men make an oath that they will defend her in her choice. After Patroclus accidentally kills a boy of noble birth, his father exiles him to Thea, mm-hmm. where he befriends King Peleus. Good job. Good job. <laughs> Where he befriends King Peleus' son, Achilles. At first, Patroclus is resistant to friendship with Achilles, but eventually the two develop a bond. Patroclus becomes Achilles' brother-in-arms, who is sworn to him by, by a blood oath and love. Patroclus follows Achilles to Mount Pelion, where they are trained by the centaur Chiron. Damn, I'm doing all right. (laughs) Achilles' mother, the sea nymph Thetis, expresses her dislike of Achilles and Patroclus' relationship and hates that Patroclus followed Achilles to Mount Pelion. Patroclus and Achilles are eventually called back to Thea, where they learn that Paris of Troy has kidnapped Helen of Sparta. Patroclus remembers the oath that he took as a child to to defend Menelaus and Helen, and Patroclus worries that he will be drawn into the war. There's a prophecy that says war against Troy is where Achilles will make his name famous and become godlike, but he will also die at war after the Trojan Hector dies. At first, Achilles resists joining the fight, with Thetis even hiding him on the island of Skyros? Syros? Skyros. With King Lycomedes? At Skyros, Achilles masquerades as a girl to avoid the war, and Lycomedes' daughter, Daedemea, discovers that Achilles... discovers Achilles' disguise and secretly marries him, conceiving a child named Pyrrhus. When Odysseus and Diomedes arrive at Skyros... Skyros... And reveal Achilles' true identity, they convince him to go to Troy. Patroclus follows, knowing that Achilles is his true love, and he would rather die than be separated. Achilles and Patroclus join the Greeks, led by Agamemnon, and go to war with the Trojans at Troy. Achilles wins multiple fights easily, demonstrating his superior warrior strength. And when the Greeks raid the Trojans, Achilles claims a young girl named Brisei from the plunder attempting to save her from Agamemnon's violent lust. Uh, Patroclus and Brisei quickly become close companions. When Agamemnon offends the gods by refusing to return the daughter of a priest, the gods send a plague among the Greeks. Achilles tries to tell the Greeks that the reason for the plague is Agamemnon's refusal to return the girl, but he responds by taking Brisei away from Achilles and dishonoring him in front of the rest of the men. As a result, Achilles refuses to fight in Agamemnon's ranks, believing himself to be superior. 
as the Greeks subsequently lose battles and soldiers die in scores, Patroclus adorns Achilles' armor and takes his place in the war. Patroclus kills one of the strongest Trojan warriors, but is soon thereafter killed by Hector. Achilles, mad with grief, returns to the war after Patroclus' death and eventually kills Hector, parading his fallen corpse around in the process. King Priam of Troy visits Achilles one night and begs him to release Hector's body so that he can have a proper funeral, and Achilles agrees. As the war continues, Achilles kills more and more notable Trojans, but he is finally killed by Paris, King Priam's son, who has taken Helen when Paris shoots Achilles with an arrow. Afterward, Achilles' son, Pyrrhus, enters the war, and he rejects the idea of Achilles' ashes being buried alongside Patroclus. Eventually, Thetis comes and arranges for their joint burial, and in the conclusion, Patroclus describes looking at his and Achilles' graves and finally reuniting in the underworld. Man, that was a rough one for me to read, guys. <laughs> you did good. I tried my best. Yes. So is this what you guys expected going into this book? I mean, obviously, like, no, having an idea of what the story is, but just knowing the way that it was going to be laid out. I'd text Jess. First chapter in this book. And I was essentially like, what the fuck? I thought this book was going to be about Achilles. Solely about Achilles. Not Patroclus. I mean, in a way. I mean, he, he makes the whole book about Achilles. <laughs> say, I mean, he follows him everywhere, so I mean, you kind of... Yeah, but the first, but it you wasn't know, from five yeah, chapters not, yeah. are... It's not POV. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's what I was expecting, because, uh, you know, I try not to re- to read the summaries of the books before we jump into them. I want to... I don't either. I want to be surprised. Yeah. Right, yeah. That was not a pleasant surprise for me. Okay. And I mean, this whole book was not... Okay, so it didn't get better. No. <laughs> okay, why not? I okay. Th- I think you messaged me at one point, and you're like, I just don't think this author is for me. I, I really, I mean, you know, if you, if we go back and listen to Cersei, you know, I, I kind of shit on Cersei the entire episode, where what? I was like, this just isn't... This isn't what I imagine Cersei to be like. It's not your style of writing for the character. Right. So with this book, I very specifically went back and listened to a shortened version of the Iliad. Mm -hmm. Because I was like, I know I've read it, but it's been, you know, 10, 15 years. And these two things do not line up for me. And I understand that this is, you know, a retelling or whatever, and everybody makes them their own. own. Yeah, perspective. But you'd think that you'd want to take the source material and really lean on it. And she doesn't. Mm -hmm. You know, Patroclus in the Iliad is Achilles um, even. I mean, you know. Yeah, like he's not in, he's not in fighting force. Right, he's yeah. not weak. He's not helpless. He is strong and big and yeah. And I mean, like even in even in this, I mean, he's said to be a decent warrior, but never, never as much as you know. Achilles, the best of the best for the time, the best that there's ever been. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and uh, 
but yeah, in the Iliad, I th- maybe it's because it's the it's you know Patroclus' point of point of view, and you know he is kind of like that he love struck himself. He, yeah, he's that little love struck puppy, and you know, so maybe that's why. But he's portrayed very differently in the Iliad. Yeah, I mean, because I also went back and reread it. Yeah, th- there's a, there's points in the Iliad where they're like, yeah, Patroclus is Achilles' equal. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there's a reason those two are together because they're unstoppable Mm -hmm. and i mean you know it's never stated in the iliad that they were together it's pretty heavily implied but well yeah but when that was written they wouldn't have explicitly written that uh i mean greek greek culture at that time being it was common right yeah but but explicitly stated 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 my words. I think with a lot of like the the mythos stories, I mean like the gods I mean I I always got a lot of Well, I mean now, yes, things that are written now, yes, things are explicitly stated, but things that were written a long while ago, I mean I get that there would have been implication, but I haven't read anything that they've like outright stated things like that i don't know see this is where things get a little weird because in ancient greek culture you know having relationships between men and men was not as taboo taboo that's a good word for it thank you oh yeah no i mean especially in greek mythology it's all over the place right so i mean there's my first big complaint in this book is you know, Patroclus isn't the dainty little helpless person that she makes him out to be, hmm. and it just kind of—I mean, I understand. I don't understand. I don't. I don't <laughs> understand why she why she wrote him that way. So is that Unless... like is that like the first thing that like the big thing that led to the other things or is that just kind of like I don't know that's just one of the many things because uh, maybe maybe started, you don't have like a hierarchy of like no this is like my big complaint that led to this led to this led to this or maybe it's just multiple things it's just multiple things did it all just start out on a lower note for you than you were planning on it because the POV wasn't what you were expecting I mean I wasn't I wasn't thrilled about the POV to start the book but so I got, I got, bad I got you. over it. I mean, she, I think, I think she did a great job kind of trying to fill in the blanks that we don't know because Patroclus is a minor character. Mm-hmm. Cersei was a minor character. You know, she's just taking what her thought process is on this character and writing a book, but it's just not what, what I imagined for that character. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and maybe she did write him like that, kind of like Amanda said, well, since it is the POV from Patroclus, if that's how he sees himself and just kind of fits that narrative into his life. Because honestly, I mean, with a dad that was disappointed in you and then exiled you, I mean, why would you not think shit about yourself? Well, and he had low self-esteem to begin with because it's not like he even said, oh, hey, this wasn't my fault. Right. death. He just, it's just like, okay, bye. (laughs) I, I'm looking more internally on it, I guess. I think I think my problem is is she takes she takes these minor characters 
and tries to write a story about them that doesn't fit into the narrative of the original story. But this is all mythology. I mean, you can have your own interpretation. Oh, 100%. I mean, it doesn't mean that it has to be an interpretation that we're a fan of. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't make it true or false is more so what I'm saying. Yeah, but in the same time, you look at the source material where they they very much say that Patroclus is Achilles' equal. And then we get to that point in the song of Achilles, and everybody's like, no, he's nowhere close to Achilles' equal. But think about it then. Yet again, this could be an introspective, his own perspective sort of thing that he is projecting this on his life's narrative. Because when we do get to the point at the end where he dons the armor and goes out there, he's a killing machine. So maybe there is more of a, a little more of a balance like it should actually be. But that's not what he sees, so that's not what's portrayed in the POV. I think we just need to go watch the movie Troy. I've <laughs> I've never... I'm pretty sure okay. Jared Leto plays Patroclus. Oh, well, then let's go watch it. <laughs> I've never seen that. I've never read the Iliad or the Odyssey or like I've I've never read literally the only story about these two that I have read is Wicked Beauty by Katie Robert. And um <laughs> that is not anywhere close to You didn't have to read this, this stuff in narrative. school because we had to read the Iliad and the Odyssey in school for English. I was in a college English class at the time. And that was just in the standard high school English class at the they, time. No. Yeah, but we, we read it sophomore year. Yeah, we never they never made us read the Iliad and the Odyssey for school that I remember. That's crazy. Because we had to read it sophomore year. My year did. They had to read the Iliad and the Odyssey. I don't remember what... It, it might have been my junior year that the the high school English class took one semester for the Iliad and the second semester for the Odyssey. Oh, interesting. But I was taking Ivy Tech courses at the time, and I wasn't in that class. Mm. Interesting. So I never read them. Mm. Yeah, I don't remember that ever being a yeah. section that we it had was, to read. It was an Alexander's class. Mm. Highly recommend. I enjoyed them. Especially the Odyssey I enjoyed. They are... Long. Long. Long, long, Well, and that's why, because I was going to, like, read them also around the same time that we were reading this, and then I saw how long they were, and I'm like, this is not going to work. Yeah. (laughs) It takes time. Yeah. Honestly, just go to YouTube, type in... The Spark Notes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you'll, I mean, they do a really good job of breaking it down, because there's a lot. There's a lot in those original uh, poems that Mm -hmm. are just... I think that at one point in the Iliad, there's like seven chapters of just God talk. Yep. Nice. Which leads me into my second gripe about this book. Go for it. The gods play a huge, huge part in the Iliad. Like, we get into the fact that Aphrodite takes Helen and gives her to Paris. And all that's just blown over in this book. We get... Uh, gosh, what's his, what's Achilles' mom's name? Thetis. 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 And one mention of Zeus in this book when the 
Trojan War itself was the gods just playing with playing with the humans. Oh, and Apollo, I think, was mentioned in the book. Mm-hmm. But. but this isn't the Iliad we read. <laughs> this is the Song of Achilles, which is a completely different perspective. Like, they're not focused on what started the war. They're focused about hiding out so they don't get called into war. And the building of the relationship between them and then, you know, rescuing of Achilles and then making sure he doesn't die. Like, that's what the narrative is focused on. Yeah, but, I mean... If they wanted to rewrite the Iliad, they'd rewrite the Iliad. That's not what they're doing. I just... I don't know. It's just, like, I want... I want more story. I don't... I understand that this this book is supposed to be about the relationship between Patroclus and Achilles. But there's just... There's so much missed opportunity in this book to really shine on the fact that, you know, the Trojan War is a big deal. And I get your perspective, and I get that, that this isn't your cup of tea. Like, this isn't what you're wanting out of it. But it's also not, like, what you're wanting out of it isn't the story that's being written. Right. Be, I get Being I get written it. here. Yeah. So what did you think of it? I thought it was okay. Like, I thought it was interesting, honestly, seeing a different perspective and getting to see characters through a different character's eyes that you don't normally get. Um, I did. I was quite uncomfy <laughs> with the age and things that were going on. I know that that's like, that's history. That that's how things are, but it made me super uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, these like 10, 11, 12, 15 year olds are doing and seeing and whatever, all these yeah, things. Yeah, it's, it's so, it's, it, that's rough. I mean, there's other stories that I've read where they have been, you know, like historical fiction mm-hmm. and like the girls are like, yeah, like the fr- you have your first period. Okay, we can marry you off now. Yes. You need to go have a bunch of children. And it's hard for me to grasp that idea. And it doesn't matter what story I'm reading. So I understand that. Yeah. So, yeah. G- give me like a Greek retellings, but age them up, please. <laughs> Make that a new perspective. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get that. So that, that, that had me a little eh. But... I don't know. There were points I found interesting. There were points I found kind of tedious. Um, I, I, I didn't really have strong opinions one way or the other on the whole thing. It kind of just felt like I was just floating through a story just to... It wasn't one of those, like, page-gripping yeah. novels, and it wasn't one like referencing back it wasn't one like lessons in chemistry where i'm like i cannot get myself to read any more of this i Mm -hmm. am scanning the paragraphs but i'm not actually reading it i feel like i was just kind of just going through just coasting just just going through seeing their day by life day by day life and how how things oh what's going on now Mm -hmm. all right i wasn't rushing to pick it back up when i had to take a break but it was not a struggle to get myself to finish it right so So I, I was kind of just middle of the road there. Mm-hmm. What about you? 
Uh, hot take. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I liked it. Um, I didn't, it's not my favorite book by any means, but I like the perspective of, like I said before, like the love struck puppy, <coughs> the whole love is blind trope, because we all know like Greek gods and princes, like they're not the best people. Yeah. Morally. What? Right. That was not outright said in this, but I think that there were a lot of qualities within each character that was discussed that you kind of had to figure out for yourself because he was so like, I love Achilles. I want to be with him no matter what. Yeah. That a lot of things were glossed over, like actions that he did were kind of justified. Yeah. And you just kind of had to figure that out for yourself. So like, Hey, Probably not probably not the best thing he should be doing. But you know what? He loves him and he's gonna do it anyway. Like he literally got kidnapped by his mother, <laughs> married this girl in secret, slept with her, and they conceived a baby, and he forgave him in like five seconds after finding out about it. And then he went and slept with her. <laughs> Which was also very weird. <laughs> what are we doing here? Yeah. I was that was that was so weird. I'm like you're you you're here feeling bad for her now? Oh, you feel you just want to make her feel better? Yeah. I'm so confused. That was Yeah, that one confused me too. I was reading, I was like, what is what? That was what? so bizarre. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, I mean, there were moments like that, but I felt like there was a lot of times where you kinda had to, you know, read between the lines on character qualities. Which I, I found interesting because they were made to be more of Yeah, like Whatever they want to do. I mean, obviously what he's thinking is right. I'm going to follow him anywhere. And then towards the end, he's trying to figure out... I like the idea of him trying to figure out his place in the war. Yeah. And where he stands. I mean, he obviously wants to stay by Achilles' side. But then also, you know, he's trying to find his own relationships and his own own footing. And even goes against him at one point. And that was... It was interesting to yeah. me. It was interesting. And so when he died, when Patroclus died, oof, I was like, that's not supposed to happen like that. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was not expecting him to to die at all. But I thought that, you know, Achilles was going to die and then he would have, you know, unalived himself as he had spoken of doing previously. Yeah. So I, that was interesting. I found the book interesting. I liked the point of view. Um, the only thing that didn't really, I don't know, I kind of had an issue with was the dialogue. It wasn't my favorite. So even between different princes and kings, it wasn't my favorite thing. Um, I don't know. It just didn't, it didn't grasp me as much as I wanted to. I liked the detail and things, but it was just the dialogue that was kind of off for me. Um, but yeah, other than that, I, I enjoyed it. And I liked the modernized version of it, like bringing in you know, the homosexual relationship. I think that, like you said earlier, it wasn't outright said in previous stories. In this one, it was. And I kind of think that was a way of bringing it to the modern age of it being normal and talked about and okay and, you know, is what it is. Yeah. But then it also had the moments of, you know, people still, you know, questioning them about it. Like there was a moment when I believe it was Odysseus they were at a camp before even going to Thor and said like, oh yeah, 
that's normal for boys, but usually you grow out of it. You know, like what a snarky bitch. <laughs> you know, he was the entire. He's time, my pretty favorite much. character in this book. Not gonna lie. Oh man, so, I freaking hated him in Cersei, and I loved him in this book. Yeah, I just thought the those those were types of things that you know are very common and yeah were brought more to a modernized light, which I appreciated. So, but yeah, ultimately, like it wasn't my favorite, but. I didn't mind it. I actually kind of liked it. Yeah. I gotta say, like, I don't know if, in general, I'm a huge fan of this author's stories. I mean, I've read two so far. I liked this one better than the other one, but I still, it, it was still just okay to me. But I do have to admit that I think her descriptors in stories are fantastic. She does a great job at setting a beautiful scene. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even if the story doesn't quite hit right or the, um, the dialogue isn't quite there the way you want it to be. I think that her setting a scene is fantastic. Mm -hmm. I agree. Honestly, I I really do think that she's a really good storyteller and her perspective and how she makes things twist and turn are interesting. I mean, I wasn't... I'm not turned off from her yet. Yeah, I wasn't ever really bored in this. No. Like, to where I was just like, oh, I'm going to put this down. I mean, I would finish a chapter and, like, take a break here and there. But it wasn't It wasn't the page turner that I've had in previous books. But I wasn't struggling bored. to where yeah. I wanted to not finish it. Exactly. Yes. Well, and one thing that to me made this one better than Cersei was like I did not like the pretty much single character for the entire book of Cersei I mean we got little bits of other characters but it was primarily just Cersei Mm -hmm. and her talk and her narrative and just just pretty much her by herself but like this one there, there was a lot more dialogue between characters and so I think that helped with this one for me. Like I said, I'm not turned off from her as an author. I'll probably go read, what is it? Galatea. Yeah. Um, just because like, I, I want, I want to love her stuff mm-hmm. and I love her descriptions and like the words that she writes, but I just haven't gotten the story yet that I'm like, yes, that's it. Yeah. And it might be something that if we revisit another time of life that I might enjoy more. Like I I think I said that about Cersei that maybe at a different time I would actually sit down and really enjoy the story. Cause I did not like Cersei that much. I think one of my big issues with these books is the fact that they were oversold Mm. to me. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm sure. I had plenty of people like, Oh yeah. Cersei and the song of Achilles were, so good so i went in with higher expectations yeah. than what i normally would social media that's what's killing us right now well, and <laughs> some honestly, of these the book covers are gorgeous too they are like and, and i i am a book cover you are sucker mm-hmm. like <laughs> i judge a book by its cover absolutely i don't even feel bad so yeah it's got a pretty cover i'm i'm down to check it out at least but I mean, I said the same thing with Fourth Wing. You know, the TikTok hi- t- tip top. Tip I did that top. on Fourth the Wing. The TikTok hype. The TikTok hype killed a majority of that book for me. Everybody's like, "It's so good! It's so good!" That one you could shut your whore mouth on. 
And I, I just, <laughs> I feel the same way with these two books. Like, I will lay down my life for that book, literally. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think I would have enjoyed both of these more had people not been whispering in my ears. When I think how it's, good they were. I think it was the same, like with lessons Man. in chemistry. We said that you know we could see why this could be someone's like top five favorite books, right? Because it was like lessons in chemistry was voted. Song of Achilles won an award. Lessons in Chemistry is still on the New York Times top five. Yeah. Yeah. But we said in that one, like, we could see why people would like this. I can see why people would like this one. I, I, I've i seen reviews where people were like, yeah, this is one of my favorite books. And I, I can see it. Oh, yeah. I've also seen reviews where they completely ripped it apart because. Yeah, but every book it's ever. It's not historically accurate. Right. Exactly. Yeah, but every book ever. I've seen people talk <laughs> crap about Fourth Wing and Court of Thorns and Roses and Throne of Glass, which we people all loved. People are allowed to be wrong. Yeah, you know, sometimes it's okay. It's all right. You wanted more true to the Iliad. I get it. I do. I mean, that's I get just... it. Just do a yearly reread of the Iliad. No, <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> it, has she announced what her next book is by any chance? No, but I can find out. Because I imagine she sticks with this Greek retelling. And I don't know that I hate that. I kind of like a different perspective on, like, somebody else's perspective on the same thing. I like reading, I think I mentioned this with Cersei, I like reading about these mythological characters from different authors' perspectives because, like, you get little bits of the same that is, like, the heart of that character, but then some things can be totally different just coming from their perspective. And I also like the shedding of light on the minor characters. I mean, I probably wouldn't be, like, jumping in line to read a book about Zeus. No offense. I'm just, like, meh. I'm just kind of meh. You made a face. Oh, I thought it was another book, but it was just a short story that was published at Waterstones called Heracles Bow. Mm. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Um, no, I'm just... Well, hold on. Because Galatea came out... Well, that was in 2013. Jeez. And Cersei came out... I don't remember... 2015, maybe? 2018. In December 2021, she shared news that she's working on a new book. Um, it looks like... There's no expected release date. And... It is going to be about Persephone. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. She's really hitting that. That hype train, huh? I'm I'm not mad. <laughs> I say I'd probably read it. I would definitely read it. <coughs> I'm not mad, but I don't think there has been any update on that since early 2022. It took her five least. years between to bring out. She had 2011 Cersei. was Achilles, and 2013 was Galatea. And not till 2018 was Cersei. So, I mean. Yeah. She's got some gaps, but that's okay. That's okay. I would like to see her 
delve into a fantasy. Mm. I just I think Instead I think her right. I think her writing style could oh yeah could really shine in that environment. Yeah. Um, and you know, like I've said in the last few episodes, I've I've been reading the Poppy War, and a lot of that is based on uh, China in World mm-hmm. War Two. Mm. So uh, R.F. Quang takes Quang Quang. I'm not sure how you say um, last name. She takes, you know, these historical points from China during that time and just kind of morphs them into her world. So, historical fantasy. Mm, yeah, yeah, I like that. It's it's interesting. I think I think uh, Madeline Miller could really really shine in that mm. that environment. Yeah, good thoughts. So, guys. Let's uh, let's wrap it up then. Unless you have anything else you want to talk about. She got, she got long COVID, so it had her down for the count for a long time. The author. Oh, that anyway. sucks. Yeah, yeah, still feeling the effects apparently. So. Mm. Yeah, that's unfortunate. So, I don't see any other updates on anything, but, yeah, all right. Anything else? Uh, no. Nope, I don't have anything else. Amanda? Nope. All right, Jess. What do you rate the book? Mm, It's been a while. What did I rate the book? (laughs) I gotta look back at it. Hold on. Mm. I don't want to go first. 3.7. Not 3.6. I changed. Amanda? 3.5. Dang it. I should have. It's like done lower. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't want to go first. I'm just waiting for him to give it like a 2. Yeah, one I'm, and a half. I'm giving it a two. It just wasn't. It just wasn't my cup of tea. Yeah, that's okay. By the way, Achilles, not the sweet guy she made him out to be. He was really a monster. That's what I'm saying. You got to respect him. There's babe. some things. I know. Love is I know. blind. Get your and blinders this... on. I know. Patroclus and his rose-colored glasses. That's what they really should have called this. Mm-hmm. They were tinted. Right there. That's it. (laughs) Right there. (laughs) All right, everybody. Well, thanks for listening to A Court of Books and Booze. Got any booze today? No. I have no booze. The only booze I have are because it's almost Halloween. (gasps) Also, the Handy Spot started selling Blackberry Twisted Tea. Just for you. They're so good. Because I, I told you, we got, got them in Vegas and couldn't find them anywhere. Yeah. They finally got them in. Did you say something to of, them? Nick did. Nice. <laughs> of course he did. You I have a whole guy. thing of twisted tea in the fridge for you. That I know. Yeah. yeah, you got to keep the peach ones, though. <laughs> Not a fan of the peach. But yeah, handy spot. That's where it's at. There you go. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. They're like, we see this guy enough. We better just take his word. <laughs> yeah, honestly. <laughs> 
<laughs> if you liked what you heard and you heard what you liked, make sure you email us at acobabpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Give us suggestions on things that we should read. What do you want us to listen to? What do you want to read along with? Add to our never-ending TBR. We love that. TBR stands for to be read. I just found out that not everyone knows that. <laughs> we are book nerds, so that's what that means. Ah. Apparently Nick didn't know what that meant. Well, and, and then he said it to someone at work, and they didn't know what it meant. So it was a whole thing. In our Tuesday posts, I make sure to lay out those words, just because I wonder if people know what they mean. <laughs> know what they mean. <laughs> you got to get in the lingo if you're yeah. going to be a book nerd. Right? Yeah. You're welcome. Make sure to check out the other podcast at the Golden Mojo Entertainment Network of Podcasts on Mondays, The Call Guys, on Tuesdays, Golden Image Podcast. On Wednesdays, the United States of Paranormal. On Thursdays, the Golden 80s in, and Indiana Chiefs fan. On Fridays, Murder Nerds and us. Cool. Sounds good. Right. <laughs> Read with you later. Later.